and welcome to Love Letters. Love Letters are a collection of love stories of people get lost, get crazy, and disoriented in the name of love. We will learn from these stories and let in the shoes to feel what it's like to be in love. And today, I have my special guest. She is a somatica trained sex and relationship coach, no other than Miss Luba Venable. podcast again daniel <laughs> <laughs> welcome back miss venable and thank you so much for your time and can you please introduce yourself yes yes um so, so when i when i talk like when i talk about like uh, what do i want to say about me like the important thing that i feel very lucky that as of today i live my dream like i finally found something that is just like I so much love to do and this is sex intimacy and relationship coaching and so I spend like all days long being with people which is my favorite I used to work in software industry and I spent time with computers which wasn't as fun as <laughs> now you know being with people and then to be in this place that people come to me with this like you know like we don't have sex anymore feeling shame feeling blocked and to be like to open the doors, to open cans, if we can call it that way, and just like kind of transforming people's lives and have the sexuality flowing. So I feel like I am on this amazing mission. And so this is something that like professionally I am doing right now. And I'm so happy to say that like, this is my work. I can't believe that it's work, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Ms. Vanavolto. How can individuals develop a strong sense of self or self-awareness when it comes to their own sexuality? Wow, that is such a good starting question. I love it, Daniel. Wow. <laughs> I prepared for you. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did. I'm impressed. <laughs> so so let, let's let's look into this that I always say that a lot of times when I uh, teach something, like I share something with my clients, they go this like, whoa, I never known that. And, and then I say, the next line I say, it has to be taught at school, at college, like we have to learn it early in life. So for individuals that I believe that one day we will arrive, you know, in a sex positive world where Kids learn kid-appropriate stuff about sexuality, not being shamed for, like, uh, when they start playing with their genitals and those, like, first explorations that they're actually being educated and celebrated for that. And then our first sex experience that we have an adult who is wise and who doesn't have shame about sex and who can talk to us. Um, so are you asking here more for people like for someone who is already adult and like what they could do to deepen their sexual awareness is this right yes, yes. yeah yeah so so for that to um to expose yourself to something 
that is like education about sexuality because there is this belief that like people feel shame like oh shouldn't i shouldn't i be the best lover by default that it's like an instinct so we expect that um just like me like i know how to eat right i know how to walk so i should know how to have pleasure how to have like great sex and that's not true because um we can reproduce children that's the instinct we can do that but then to have real pleasure we need education like there are a lot of things that we can learn and so i would suggest for uh, for people who are like really interested to deepen their understanding of their sexuality to expose themselves to uh sex coaching or uh, workshops you know like retreats which are like pleasure oriented sexuality intimacy oriented and then to to not only learn stuff but experience it because there is something very powerful when we have experiences and this is what i do in my sessions that with my clients we not only talk about stuff we experience it and that's how it becomes very effective because person gets like to kind of like embody it like to feel it in their bones and their skin and to really like like really take it in um and so to go to for those experiences to expose themselves uh where they can experience these new scenes and when i say experience i don't mean like go have sex like um it's um the boundaries are applied so when i work with my clients we keep clothes on we don't touch genitals we don't kiss on the lips but then we run sexual energy we we have emotions together and um we touch each other right so like with this with this through these experiences our system our like uh, our body is learning a lot of things so that's what i would recommend very well said miss venable so what are some effective ways to promote sexual health and well-being to uh, you know i think to start with removing uh, removing shame because when i work with people the number one thing that comes up it's like there is a lot of shame about sexuality um i think shame comes um uh like uh, religion brings shame then then like our parents our teachers so so there is this like people are curious but you can't just sit and talk about sex like i don't know about you daniel like can you sit down and talk to your friends about sex can you discuss orgasms and like uh, different scenes yes i have i do have a close friends that we are open to those things and even my mm. kids even my kids i talk to them about sex even in their young age i oh. i i spoke to them how when you grow up your hormones become changes and you start masturbating and this oh is God. the process this is the process where you you were born we have sex with your mother and i explain to them mm. how how they come from because they asked me at the young age that you where we came from so explain mm-hmm. them from the basic because the hypothetical uh, answer not forward to my kids that uh this is the process where you came from oh. and your hormones getting changes now they are adolescents now they realize that what i'm telling them before is true yeah and, oh my god you, they're so lucky with you <laughs> and supposed to be like that right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. not to be ashamed to talk about your kids about sex because once they grow up they know mm-hmm. what they're doing it's not they are innocent because 
as a parent, I am the I have the obligation that train them because uh, sexuality must or sex education must start at home, not in the school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. And see what you're describing. This is so beautiful, but sadly, it's not as common. Like not not many adults talk to their kids so openly like you do and i think that's like um and that's the result of how we grow up being adults like my parents didn't talk to me you know and so we grow up and we feel this like shame or uh, um shame and taboo um, yes. and so and so when like people can brag like like about sex like this is what i hear the conversations like people can brag like oh like i had this like nightstand like but like this like hot lover whatever right but then when it comes to, to something that is not working like let's say oh like uh, orgasm is not happening for me or oh i don't feel like having sex my libido is too low like since that you know like could could use some advice or some suggestions people are really ashamed to talk about it because there is this idea that like you have to know everything that like if you don't know everything and if you're not a hot great lover uh for your partner then there's something wrong with you so so to to start with like addressing shame and just i would say you know like with like for every person to look inside yourself and to ask what like what am i what what shame do i have about like do i have fantasies like Can I talk to my partner about my fantasies? If not, why not? Right? Like, um, can I ask my partner what they, what would they like? Um, what are, are there some new scenes that we haven't tried? So to start having these like conversations about sex over dinner, uh, mm -hmm. or like as we go for a walk, you know, like not in a bedroom, because yes. in a bedroom it can be <laughs> like not not, not <laughs> the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to talk and then it becomes like it, it creates the closeness right like and then it can be it can feel erotic to talk about something like some fantasies something sexy as we are not being sexual um but then when we are in the bedroom talking is important but not like this talking like a directed partner like let's say um if my partner is going down on me and it doesn't feel good like i'm laying there and It doesn't feel good. Like back in the day when I wasn't educated on this, I would just lay there and do nothing and then I will fake orgasm, you know? And yes. so many people sadly do that, right? Because we don't know the other way. But now uh, what I do, I would be just like, I can't tell, I can't say like, oh, like this is terrible what you're doing because that will create, that will kill the mood, right? Yes. So I would like focus on like, okay, what does feel good? Like maybe my partner's body touch like kind of like leg next to me or the breath or something so i will find something that feels good and then i would say like oh like that feels very nice and i want you to like move to the left or i want you to do it softer or could you like just like suck more or use your tongue more and then when it when they do it the way how i want when it feels good i will just really like give this feedback i will be like oh that feels wonderful oh my god yes that's perfect right So yes. in bed, we want to communicate differently. We still want to communicate. Yes, communication is the number one key to have a sex, healthy sexual relationship. So, Miss Venable, how can we challenge societal norms and stereotypes that limit sexual empowerment? Mm 
Hmm. I think we can do it one person at a time, you know, like starting, just starting everyone who is listening, just like starting with yourself and asking, do I feel sexually empowered? Do I, like, do I bring this, um, do I normalize sex? Do I bring this, like, empowerment? And if not, what I can, how can I help myself, right? So starting with me, like, what can I do? What, how can I get more educated? Like, what, can I go to a workshop or can I do some coaching? Um, and and then, uh, like, for, you know, from that place that, like, when I do feel empowered to start those conversations with people, to, to have a close person where, like, let's say I have this very close friend and we never talk about sex. And I used to have friends like that, that it feels very awkward. It's like we can talk about anything, but not about sexuality, intimacy. And so to challenge that, to bring those conversations and to bring in a loving way, to bring this like education, to bring more information. It's crazy. We are so limited on information about uh, sex. And and I, I I can prove that I'm I'm just like I'm wondering um, when we talk about sex, a lot of times intimacy kind of falls in it. And I have clients who are like they're ashamed to say sex, so they don't want to say word sex. They say intimacy instead. But in, but in reality, sex and intimacy are two different things. So they're yeah. very different. They can come together, but they don't have to. So intimacy is like when I feel close to a person that maybe I talk about something very vulnerable, something sacred, something that it's hard to talk. Um, I can have like, you know, like spiritual intimacy, intellectual intimacy. I can touch a person, but in a non-sexual way, like how I touch my child, or maybe I touch my parent and it feels like very soothing, but it doesn't turn me on. So it's not sexual, right? And then, and then sex is like when we have that, like electricity in the body when we feel turn on we feel desire um and so like genitals are involved right like that's sex so sex and intimacy can come together and that is like the best experience for me for a lot of people like sex and intimacy together is great and there are people who don't enjoy them together they want to have sex separately more like casual one night stand you know like having this like newness in sex and intimacy they reserve for people who are there, like close people, but not sexual. So, so how about you, Daniel? Like, do, do you know that sex and intimacy are different, or you just learned it? I'm curious. Yes, just learn now. <laughs> oh, that's that's so fascinating, right? <laughs> yes. But but seriously, no one is teaching us. Yes. Right. So... Yes. Like, n- n- not at school, parents don't teach us. So I hope you go to your children and teach them that. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you for your thought. How can we foster a culture of consent and respect and intimate relationships? Hmm, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's whole, that, that, that's a big topic. Just the, the consent and uh, respect and... Something that I bring up a lot is boundaries. Yes. That uh, that like I have boundaries of my practice. Then, uh, like I ask my clients constantly, like, what are your boundaries? Like boundaries of the practice is one thing. Like, what are your boundaries? Um, and uh, I grew up not even knowing that I have boundaries. That like sometimes I like someone will offer me a massage. Like we are somewhere. Uh, in a sauna, someone will offer me a massage, and then they 
like accidentally touch my genitals and I don't know if it's accidentally or not accidentally right but then like mm-hmm. that felt like off like that didn't feel that that like I was enjoying massage and then like suddenly this like touch of my genitals like I didn't want to be like sexual with this person I was just having a massage and so I remember just like freezing like freezing and not knowing what to do like what what mm-hmm. do I do and it's just like just really freaking out right yes. and then later when I learned about boundaries that I can have boundaries I do have boundaries I need to speak about them so that like when I would go for a massage I would you know like say like that uh, like I don't want my breasts to be touched and my genitals to be touched and and like then there is clarity uh, in that um, and so consent um, see consent it's like it's very there is a very thin line about consent um, because let's say you're asking me like hey uh, like do you want to go eat ice cream and like let's say I'm mm, I'm not sure okay okay and so in this situation your responsibility to have consent going on like your responsibility will be like I had some hesitation I want to check, like, what is there? Like, do you really want to eat ice cream or maybe next time, right? And so just like when you kind of um, allow me to revisit it, right, uh, then it means that, like, oh, you're making sure, sure that we have consent. Because a lot of times people say yes, but it's not like a confident yes. And so uh, many times someone doesn't want to do certain scenes but they just say yes just because they feel like it's the only way or they're uh, they're afraid to disappoint another person um and so um yeah boundaries are very important and um, uh, different people have different boundaries um and a lot of times i would be thinking that like oh that's not a big deal like like maybe when i meet i kiss everyone i like i kiss them on the cheek and for someone, it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. But for someone else, it's like violating their private space. Like they don't like me to kiss them on the cheek, right? Yes. So it's so important to communicate boundaries or with the hugs. Some people love to hug. And you probably experienced when someone is just like going at you with their arms open. They don't even like check with you. Are you like, do you want to have a hug or not, right? So just like I think as a society, if we could like really slow down and pay attention just to make sure that when I do something, that person on the other on the other side is a full yes, that they that they're definitely. And so with the hugs, like I would ask, like, are you open to share a hug? Like, are you open for a hug? Or if I don't want to say it, I will just like with my gestures, I kind of like show this invitation, like, are you open? With, with giving the person opportunity to kind of say like, oh, no, 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 not right now. Um, and then another example, how like I have a friend who doesn't like when anyone eats in his car. And I had no idea because I eat, my car is like a restaurant. Like I eat there like all the time, you know? <laughs> and, so, and so when I got in his car, like I started eating my sandwich, but like my my friend just like, suddenly got upset and mad but I had no idea why right (laughs) so that's why boundaries are so important to communicate because different people have different boundaries and so other people have no idea 
what are my boundaries and they might be crossing them even without knowing it so Definitely. there are right there are different layers it's a very delicate dance this consent and boundaries oh one more one more very quick scene there is this phrase that i love yes um uh, that says that um my boundary is the distance from which i can love you and love myself simultaneously Aww. how cool is that yes definitely right? cool something else yeah. but before we go on miss vanderbilt i want to shout out to the people listening in australia because in western australia we got we got 67% audience shares south australia 11% australian Capital Territory at 11%, New South Wales at 6%, and Queensland at 6%. Thank you, Down Under, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower love itself. Love, love, mm. love, people. Mm. <laughs> love and boundaries. Uh... <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> yes. So, Ms. Venable, what are the benefits of open and honest communication about desires and boundaries in a sexual encounters mm-hmm. yeah the the benefits are that um that then we can live our full full sexual life and and a lot of people think that like oh sex is just like this small part of me that i can just shut it down or i can have a little bit of it and that is so not true um because sexuality it's like there is sexual energy that goes through us like it's not only having sex like the whole sexuality it's like it goes with creativity playfulness it's like that's part that part of us that makes us feel alive and creative and flowing and so i notice when i am being in touch with my sexual energy and it's flowing in me it's like everything is happening like i have that aliveness with my projects with my um with with, with my like business uh with people i interact with in my life with my friends it just i feel alive um and um so so that it's like it goes in parallel sometimes i ask people like someone would say like oh i don't have sex i don't need sex and then they ask and how are you in life like are you happy are you satisfied they say yeah i'm, I'm feeling good and then later we discovered that they take antidepressants so it's <laughs> right it's like yes. yeah, yeah like that's that's how good you are so, so it goes in parallel so just like just to start with that sexuality is an important part of our being it goes in parallel with other like other uh, life areas and so when we have open first we want to be open with ourselves to just have that self discovery to understand what what is it like about my sexuality like what do i is it on like is it flowing are there any blocks in me that i want to get rid of um am i in touch uh, with um like with my desires like do i know what i want what is my fantasy uh what turns me on um like um uh, how like do i have do i have a partner do i have several partners uh like how am i doing right and then when we are when we are in relationship and we talk to our partner this creates this whole um we can it's like my world that i'm discovering about me and then i can share it with someone else 
this is just like very vulnerable and yummy interaction. It's like as as close as we can be with someone else, just like sharing, oh, like what you like, what I like, and how we find that bridge that we can like really create that for each other and live that. And then like to see how my partner is just like having so much joy from something that I facilitated for him. And then like to find the scenes that work for both of us. And it just, it creates this whole, that sex life instead of like for many people, it's like one position, one way how I orgasm. And it's like under 10 minutes. And like, no wonder people don't want to have sex because that's that's not fun. Right, but then, like, what if we turn that into um, having these like different explorations, like bringing the uh, like the two bodies are flowing with each other, creating that like the chemistry, the flow, the dance, and then like um, playing with different sensations, and understanding like, oh, do I respond to energetic turn on? Or, or do I want something kinky? Or is it like passion that rings my bell? And then like how I want to feel during sex, like those core desires, like do I want to feel accepted, celebrated, wanted? Do I want to feel special? Or maybe for some people they want to feel like humiliated or like they want to feel pain. Just like discovering is the whole world. There is so much to discover. And so when we do it together with our partner, it creates that bond, it creates closeness. Um, and it's just like, it, 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 we become like this, like partners in crime, just like this, like secret edge agents that we get together <laughs> and right and like we explore it. It just like, it brings relationship to the next level. Definitely. But very well said, Miss Venable. But before we go on, I want to invite you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, on our third season with Chef Alessandro one of the best executive chefs in one of the best five-star restaurants in downtown Toronto. Plus one more. Our books are out. Not only one, but 12 volumes, people. Food 101, volume one, basics. Until 12 is only the books that you need how to create a delicious food. Available on Amazon and leading online bookstores world. Why? So, Miss Venable, this is my last question. Strategies can help reduce stigma around different sexual orientations and identities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think like with anything, it's like go to identities, um, uh, go, goes to that, but as well, like we we judge so humans how we like how we created that if we have something unknown then we start judging it instead of being curious right Mm -hmm. so so that like it goes to like people have different desires and a lot of times like someone who is not kinky and then they hear that like oh there is a person who likes to be roped and spanked and like there is immediate judgment that like oh they're weird there is something wrong with them so what if we could bring like the moment I start judging and like everyone is judging, like I judge too. Do you judge Daniel? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, right? So it's like, yes. I, I don't like it about myself. I don't yes. want to be a judgmental person, but I am. Yes. Like we all, we all judge. And so just like to have that moment of like catching myself, right? So 
and and uh, um, and the, just like pausing and instead of judging, bring in curiosity, right? Like, why is that? Oh, like, why is it working for them? Um, like, uh, and, and then like really kind of like asking questions and being curious instead of judging. And, you know, it happened for me, like, like there is this my personal story that I grew up in Ukraine and like gay people don't exist in Ukraine. Like, it's super sad. Uh, I think it's changing now. But the, when I was growing up, I didn't know that there are gay people because they're kind of, they're hiding. Like, in Ukraine, there is this, like, it, it used to be that it's not accepted. So it's it's dangerous even. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I came to U.S., um, I uh, my roommate um, was, like, another girl. And I told her, like, hey, like, let's go, like, uh, you know, like, to, like, meet some boys like let's meet some guys and she's like oh you know i'm lesbian and like i'm not interested in guys <laughs> and i was <laughs> and i was like oh that was my first you know like face-to-face interaction with like someone who is different orientation um a different identity and so because we were already very close i just like you know i just got you know like the innocence in me and i asked like can i ask you my curious questions right instead of saying like oh she's gay i will not like interact with her anymore i just got really curious and so we spent like couple of hours and i was asking her like you know all sorts of questions and she was open to respond to me and i just like you know i i just went oh my god she's the person like me it just I fell in love with a guy and she fell in love with a girl. That's the that's that's the difference. Like she's she's like same human and that just opened up for me that like it doesn't matter like how people identify, what orientation. It's just like if they're happy, it works for them, good for them. It yes. doesn't mean I have to do it, right? It's just so the the bottom line, like bring in curiosity. And and I went to this like level of acceptance that um like I like I have two boys, you know, I have like one year old and six year old. And I like with my full heart, like they can be heterosexual, they can be gay, like they can decide to become women, you know, when they grow up, like whatever, if they're happy, I will support anything. And I think that's a big step for me coming from Ukraine and deriving into this acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Very well said, Miss Venable. A lovely talking to you, Ms. Venable. I just want to say, like, for people who are, like, as they listen to me and they get curious, like, I would love to invite them to check out my website and they can learn more. Do you have my website somewhere here or should I say it? Yeah, I will put on our episode, Ms. Venable. But can you please invite our listeners to visit your course, Preferred uh, Being Coach? Yeah, yeah. So so it's like I work one-on-one with people and uh, I'm located in San Diego, uh, but as well I work on Zoom. Um, so uh, there is more information on my website and website is Luba Venable, like, like you spell my name and last name and then dot com. Um, and uh, I, you know, I love working with people and ha- people have like transformative experiences around sexuality, intimacy and relationships. So I work with individuals and couples. Yes, people, let's support Miss Luba Venable. If you have a problem in relationship, sex, sex, relationship, and many more about relationship, please do support her. Luba Venable. 
<laughs> and not only problem sometimes yes. you don't want to wait for a problem you just like yes. oh you know there is more to it like i could i could spice it up more i could bring more passion i could bring more intimacy yes. you know like that sometimes like we don't need to wait for a problem <laughs> yes. enhance your relationship yes here you oh, go <laughs> thank you miss venable for your time thank you daniel Morgan people see you soon Thank you.